Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, WILK News Radio. That is Solaria from Mozart's opera, The Marriage of Figaro, which premiered in Vienna this date, May 1st, 1786. Bob Cordaro back with you for uh, our number two of the Lollapalooza. And uh, reminder for all of you. This uh, show, this entire program being brought to you by Pizza Bella. Pizza Bella, <coughs> excuse me, Pizza Bella, the home of the zero-carb crust. Route 309 Mountaintop at that location only, Pizza Bella. And this hour brought to you by Dunmore Lumber. And uh, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore, beat the big block box blues. That's my own little saying. Beat the big box blues. Go to Dunmore Lumber. You will be happy you did. Price selection, all that. And way more convenient. All right, so a couple of quick um, comments on text. Somebody said, I noticed ABC didn't mention that the guy was here illegally. No, of course they wouldn't. Look, that's that's the news we're stuck with uh, here uh, but fortunately, after the news is over, well, then we get to straighten things out and tell the truth. Soup can uh, text in, Bob, the strikers uh, in the Citizens Voice situation had to deal with Capital City's goon squad, Wackenhut Security. Remember who Capital City's owned? ABC. <laughs> Doesn't it all come full circle? So John Pearl has been doing Monday Musings with us for a long time. He may even know the date he started. But, I mean, it's well over a year, and I love it. And we cover subjects that that we don't get into in the show as in-depth as I would like to. So today, I, I know you've heard tell of what is going on in Sudan from both the battle between a couple of warring generals and the evacuation of the U.S. Embassy and all of that. And uh, John Perrault is going to fill us in with what is happening in the Sudan and why it should matter to us. John Perillo, welcome. Hey, it's good to be here, Bob. Thank you for putting me on your show. And again, thanks to your listeners for, for joining us. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I forgot who said it, but it seems we have wars in order to teach geography. 
but anyway, yeah, you yeah. may have heard a little bit. <laughs> these places that we don't even think about, and now they pop up in the news and they become kind of important. And uh, as Bob said, there's a fair amount of violence going on in Sudan, and I wanted to take a little bit of time to explore kind of the background. And geographically, Sudan borders the south of Egypt and is across the Red Sea from Saudi Arabia. So that's on that horn of Africa if you're, you know, from your geography. And, and there was supposed to be a peaceful transfer of power from the military to the civilian democratic rule, but that isn't what's happening. So instead, there was a fight between these two rival generals who actually worked together in the past to oust former President Omar al-Bashir, who's, who was the current president, and who, by the way, took power in his own coup back in 1989. So the, the protests against Bashir were, they started as a democratic movement initially. Bashir had promised a move towards more democracy. And in 2021, there was actually this military-civilian power-sharing agreement that was supposed to help that transition. The military was going to kind of take over a little bit, but there were going to be elections, and then the military was supposed to back away. Uh, but what happened was Bashir wasn't adhering to the agreement, and he wasn't letting go of power. And so these two general stages cooped. And this coup ended this peaceful transition, obviously, right? So, um, and the fact that these two generals were able to oust him is really not a small thing since he'd been in power for almost 30 years. I mean, this house, Sudan had been relatively stable during that time. And also during that time, the country had been split into North and South Sudan, and Bashir had also, you know, been, stands accused of war crimes in Darfur. You may have heard of that region, right? So a lot of stuff was going on in Sudan, um, and, uh, and Sudan is actually a pretty... Uh, not well-to-do, but, you know, prosperous area in that region produces its own food, does pretty well. But, you know, now, as, as always in these cases, warring factions lead to other problems. So while all this is going on, the Wagner Group, which your listeners might remember, is actually a Russian private military organization. Essentially, the Russians disown them. They don't, they don't claim that the Wagner Group is part of Russia, but they're, they're, everybody knows that they are. Um, they... Uh, have been supplying one of the military groups called the RSF, or Jean Weed, maybe the term that you've actually heard on the news. And that's uh, controlled by this General Hamedi. And, you know, the Russians picked that side, and they're providing them with advanced weapons. And Hamedi controls a great deal of gold wealth from illegal mines. And his forces, while they're smaller than the regular army of uh, uh, in Sudan, they're better equipped and better trained. Right? So... President Bashir had actually created this force, the RSF, that is, as a group separate from the regular military. And he kind of set them as opposed to the regular military as a way to ensure that neither group got powerful enough to topple them. And, you know, clearly that didn't work. But that's how business is done there, right? You, you create uh, this rivalry, and that keeps your opposition from getting too strong. Um, but it, it, that, that, it, after that happened, Bashir eventually steps down, and he uses a phrase, with the blessings of God, which is a Islamic phrase that means I recognize I have no other alternative, right? So this is why sometimes you'll hear in the CIA and in other groups they have an expert in language, and it's not just the words that matter, it's what the phrase means. So Bashir stepped down using that phrase, meaning that he understood he had no alternatives. Not the, it's not the same thing as saying I agreed to it or anything like that, but I have no alternative. So in addition to those who wanted him gone because they wanted more democracy, there were those who wanted kind of the military control of industry to end. And in a lot of these um, sub-Saharan African countries, the military controls vast amounts of industry. And they were using that, uh, the money that they were getting from these industries 
in order to fund private militias that were accountable to nobody. And you may have heard of stories about women being raped on their way to, to get water, you know, unable to leave refugee campus and other horrible stories. And, and that's in part because in a professional military, they're accountable. And then what was happening in Darfur, they were not accountable to anyone. They were essentially roving mobs that called themselves military. They really were nothing but militia groups. So these democracy groups evolved and got more and more violent because of inflation, and particularly food inflation, uh, as well as the lack of accountability over these civilian deaths. So you know, people were getting, you know, at some point you just, you're fed up, and if the alternative is you're going to die, you might as well risk your own life in these protests. Um, and there are many who are saying that the coup that took place with these two generals, all it did was shuffle the deck because everything below these two generals, all that remained the same. And nothing has really changed with Bashir's uh, ouster. And so the people of uh, Sudan essentially traded one set of authoritarians for another. So, you know, why do we care? Right. Beyond the obvious human suffering that's taking place. And I think we should care about human suffering. And I know that there's a difference between caring about it and having it be a national interest. But we should care. There's the, the country's strategic location because it controls a lot of the Horn of Africa. It's located on the Red Sea. It's a, so that makes it a strategic location. The area is fertile, and that meaning it's got really good soil, and they've got some water, and that makes it critical for feeding the region. So in addition to the Russian inter, inter, interference in that area, the Saudis and the United Arab Emirates are also trying to uh, have some influence in that because they see or saw Sudan is kind of a hedge against radical Islamic forces, right? Their hope was that there would be a peaceful Islamic but not Islamist neighbor, right? So a primarily Islamic country but not run by um, the more radical Islamists uh, who you see in other places in that area. And then there are the Russians, uh, the other Russian interest, which is creating a naval presence in the Red Sea for the same reason that they need to hold on to Crimea. They need warm water ports that don't freeze up in the, in the winter, like their, their current ports do. So that's the reason why the Ruff, Russians are interested there. And then there have been discussions, discussions with the Sudanese military, and they're kind of receptive to this Russian uh, possibility because it gives them more money and more power, and a move to a more democratic rule might make that more difficult, and that explains Russia's involvement in supplying the Sudanese military group that they're, that they're supporting. And what, are we, and means, what are we doing other than evacuating our embassy? Which, by the way, as far as I know... The Chinese didn't evacuate theirs. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it, 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 it's funny because I actually I take notes for these, these calls, and, and Bob, he's right on my notes because my next sentence is right after that that the U.S. has removed its ambassadors and staff, and that seems to be happening more and more. Right? Our, our, our embassies are at risk. Um, they're, they're difficult to protect, and we pull out. And our involvement in this ambassador has really been limited to trying to keep it from spreading to the surrounding area. You know, the U.S. expresses alarm, which is about all it can do. And Djibouti and South Sudan, they tried to send delegates to t start a peace talks uh, and attempt to get humanitarian aid flowing, but they couldn't land because of damage in the airport in Khartoum. Right? So, you know, our involvement has essentially been trying to keep this thing from getting bigger and trying to get humanitarian uh, aid to flow, and there have been some back-channel efforts to do that. Uh, but, you know, we, we always say, and you hear that phrase, you know, we can't let these things happen and, and, you know, never again. But we're looking at another mass starvation episode in a part, part of the world that has the ability to feed itself, right? But that's how these things go. Scarcity is a weapon, and thugs are never afraid, afraid of using starvation against population, their populations in that, in that area. And so, I, you know, 
for your listeners, I just hope this helps clarify a little bit of what's going on. You know, and, and again, the question will be, what's the U.S. interest there? And I would say stability. And then the question becomes, what's the Chinese interest there? And it's, as always for the Chinese, it's raw materials and the ability to supply their country, which has very few of those same raw materials, and the control of the Red Sea, right? Because Sudan is a big country with a large border, border on the Red Sea, uh, again, right across the Red Sea from Saudi Arabia, uh, and you know, the, both the Russians and the Chinese, either separately or together, would love to have control of that region. So that's kind of where we're at in Sudan, and I uh, hope that's helpful. Well, John Perillo, thank you for bringing this to our attention, and I, let's follow it, because it's going to be a developing story, quite obviously, and it is going to matter to us sooner or later. It just is. They, yeah. they all do. You know, I think we try to make believe that we could live separately in this world, and we really can't. Yeah. Everything's interconnected. And, uh, you know, again, I appreciate Bob uh, for putting me on the show and for, and for pushing that point, right? As listeners, you really have uh, access to some great news. As Bob was talking about earlier and before the break, you know, here's the news, and now I have to go come in and give you the rest of the story. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what we, we, yeah. you need that. You need that source of news. So, Bob, thank you and your listeners again for spending time with me. John Perillo, Monday Musings. Informative <laughs> as always, my friend. Have a great week. Hey, you too. Take care. All right. We'll take a break ourselves. Bob Kadaro with you on the eponymous show. It will roll on, but we'll hear from our great advertisers first. Dylan and Johnny Cash taped a special for television. The Nashville Sessions at the Grand Ole Opry. One Too Many Mornings is a song Murph picked. And uh, could you imagine that? Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. And, of course, before that, the marriage of Elvis. Hey, we're honoring some great veterans today. Carl Mills of Creamton, Wayne County. William James of Duryea. Michael Popovich of Wilkesbury. Frank Yankowski of Mountaintop, born Wilkesbury. And Robert Ogazali, born Carbondale, late of Simpson, PA. Yeah. Uh, lost them all. Well, the Club for Common Sense is in session. And I hope we are providing a sanctuary of sanity for all of you as you listen to uh, Appointment Radio, otherwise known as the Bob Cadaro Show, on TV. And uh, we want to remind you, golf season's starting. And if you love the golf like I do, and I, but maybe you only do it occasionally, so you're not going to join a club. Or even if you are a, a member of a club, you want to golf someplace else. Well, I mean, probably the least expensive place to play and have a good, enjoyable golf experience is the Marjan. So give them a try this year. Uh, I think you'll go back. Now, I'm happy we talked about the Sudan. This is why you cannot have a doddering old fool as president. Because at some point, he's got to decide how to react to things like this. And he does not have a clue he doesn't have a clue what he's doing with his own son, who lives in the White House. And Hunter Biden is in court now in Arkansas. And walking in, shaking hands like, like he's 
You're a deadbeat. You're a deadbeat father. And I had no problem with Hunter Biden until this. And I hope it opens your eyes regarding who Joe Biden is and the Biden family. They're corrupt lowlifes. That's what they are. There's, there's no avoiding it. Oh, he's not a bad guy. No, he's a bad person. I think it was Soup Can Texas. He said, <laughs> he said, Corn Pops probably running around saying Joe Biden's a bad dude. Yeah, he is. He is not a good person. He's awful. And Hunter the same. You deny your granddaughter. Oh, my God. Those of you who are responsible parents and God, or grandparents, kiss your granddaughters. Because Joe Biden's granddaughter is getting treated like a pariah. And she's going to know why in the future. She's going to know what they did. They don't care. They don't care. <sighs> quite, quite astonishing. Quite scary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Body shop guy texts in. I, I thought it was a total lack of class that are, that uh, the president made fun of a reporter for losing his job. I'm trying to think who I, I don't. I'm not familiar with ex- what exactly happened there. Body shop guy. He'll have to fill me in. And <laughs> um, Andrew from New Jersey said that the, the, he thinks, but I don't know that the song uh, that we played, uh, Saliana from. Um, Marriage of Figaro was the uh, was the record that Tim Robbins played when he barricaded himself into the uh, warden's office and played that record, and they had to get in to shut it off. It may be I don't know I I don't remember the specific song, but I remember the scene. <sighs> boy, oh boy. So, when we look at the array of challenges, let's let's do another one, okay? The Biden administration has put into effect, as of today, people with good credit are going to pay at least hundreds more 
And in some cases, well, and over the life of the loan, thousands more in order to fund people with bad credit buying houses. This is the kind of lunacy that only left-wing idiots could come up with. So you, you be responsible, you get a good credit rating, and you pay more so someone who's not responsible can get a better deal than you get. It's, it's insane. It is that insane. Wow. This is across every front. So once again, good people taking it in the neck for bad ones. Unreal. We'll take a break and be back. Um, That was BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Founder Tim Bachman, Murph told us this morning, is dead at age 71. Too young. Too young. Especially since I'm 62. I think to myself, that's way too young. But we're going to play some Bachman Turner Overdrive uh, in tribute. Uh, here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Allie Gallo. Today, some peaks of early sun, then cloudy with scattered showers. Breezy, high of only 54. Tonight, spotty showers with flakes mixed in, especially in the higher elevations, low of 40. Tomorrow, more clouds and spotty showers, high of 50. Wednesday, clouds and showers, high of 50. So... This uh, hour brought to you by the Marjon, Marjon Golf Course. You're going to love it, I'm telling you, up in Elmhurst. It's just a great spread. The Perrys take great care and great pride in that golf course. And it is the least expensive round of golf you're going to have. So give the Marjon a try. I, I, you won't be disappointed. Uh Somebody said, Bob, I'm afraid for the future of this country. I wish George Washington could come to life and punch him in his smirky face. That sounds childish, I know, but it it is agony to some of us to watch what is happening. Keep on, Bob, LTS. LTS, back at you. I I agree. These, These are not good people. Not good people. And on top of that, on top of his incompetency, is an in-depth corruption, both governmental and spiritual, by this person. And he goes along with this sick, twisted ideology that the left is foisting upon the country and promotes it and won't even acknowledge his own granddaughter. 100,000 people a year getting killed by illegal fentanyl coming into this country, destabilizing Mexico, enriching Chinese and Mexican gangsters, and endangering hundreds of thousands of children, with thousands of them being sold into sex slavery And slave labor. In this country. In the United States. Aided and abetted by the federal government of the United States. 
That's the sickness. That's the rot. Somebody talking uh, talking about this uh, mortgage, this new mortgage regulation. And I, by the way, I don't have a problem giving relief to good people with bad or reparable credit. But as somebody just points it out, Bob, wasn't it just a little while ago we went down this road with the whole uh, Democrat idiocy of everyone deserves to own a home, which brought us the 2008 housing crash. And, and you're right. I, 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 man, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Well, somebody's sending a long text. <laughs> I would have to take uh, un, uh, some time to look at it, but uh, oh boy. Somebody texts in Bob, love the opera. Please play Intermezzo from Cavalera Rusticano. It's my favorite. I had it at my parents' funerals, and it's to be played at mine also. Andrea, Andrea, uh, Andrea Bocelli did the Ave Maria to the melody. Great stuff. That's music. LTS. Johnny, we'll have to find this. Maybe uh, coming out of the next hour, John, if you'll remember this, Intermezzo from Cavalera Rusticano. Okay, Johnny? We'll play it coming out of the uh, news next hour instead of um, Marriage of Figaro. But this crew and this ideology is hell-bent on making mistakes that history has proven hurt people. Hurt real people, not not just directly, but they're going to distort the housing market again because they don't have a clue what makes an economy work. And... I'm going to I'm going to amend what you had texted me. It was bipartisan tomfoolery that led to 2008. This is left-wing stupidity that is going to have consequences. So if you're credit worthy, you just took it in the neck starting today if you want to either refinance or buy a home. You've done the right thing. You've been responsible. You're taking it in the neck. <sighs> Quite amazing. Quite astonishing. We'll take this break. Bob Cadaro with you. Monday, May 1st. We'll be back. May 1st, 1971. Three Dog Night had the number one hit with that one, Joy to the World. And I told you about my little garage band. Uh, of grade schoolers playing Joy to the World. And uh, my late friend uh, Bobby Hazen, he would yell in his hands. We didn't have a microphone. We didn't have an amplifier for the guitar that my late friend Matt Serrano played. And then the, the I was the drummer, but the only musician among us was Joe Del Rosso. But that was the only song we could play because that's the only chords Matt could hit. Joe, of course, was an excellent musician, went on to play forever. So, 
Somebody texted in, and and this nails it. Hi, Bob, LTS. LTS back at you. My son waited to buy a house until he saved up a big down payment. Now he will be penalized because he has a great credit score. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's remarkable. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Andrew uh, from Jersey arguing that it was primarily Democrats who uh, pushed us into the crisis of 2008. It was, it was Barney Frank and Democrats, but George Bush went along with it. Again, he wasn't a good president, period. He went along with it, and it led to a disaster. It led to an absolute disaster, and, and now they're trying the same kinds of things. Somebody said it's important for the masses to understand that all the issues currently uh, stifling the healing of this nation are, of course, designed by the current administration to uh, advance socialism. It's textbook. And, and that's sad. It is. It, it is right out of the textbook. And we're watching in real time. By the way, somebody sent me a long text, that, and they all get broken up. If, it can, if you can't get into a couple of lines, email me. I may not be able to do anything about it that particular day, but I can eventually. And um, the uh, so here's my email. Robert, and this is for the veterans tributes too. Robert.Cordaro, C-O-R-D-A-R-O. At Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Robert dot Cordaro at Odyssey dot com. So somebody basically saying about the uh, continuous rule of the Democrats in the city of Wilkesbury has not been good for the city. And that even Democrats of questionable repute and performance keep getting voted in. If you don't have a, 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 a strong opposition party, that's what they get away with. We see it in Lackawanna County. You're living it in Wilkesbury. It's not a good thing. Time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back after that. Ocean had the number two hit this date in 1971. Joy to the World was number one. With that great song, Put Your Hand in the Hand. And before that, after the acquittal of the Los Angeles uh, police, who brutally beat Rodney King, and this is pre-cell phone, by the way, at least pre-cell phone video camera, uh, in this date in 1992, it was the third day of the Los Angeles riots. And Rodney King, who knew he was the the purported reason for the riots made that plea for calm. We talked about this last week when it was also in our history rotation. I, you could not, I mean, you you just could not. And he obviously not terribly eloquent. He's on national TV all of a sudden, but he was such, he came across to me as such a decent person, 
And he was wanted for whatever. I don't know if he robbed a car. What Petty crimes. And obviously didn't deserve what the what that group of cops did to him. And he forgave and and I mean he just he was just a good guy through it all. Not bitter. Could have been stoking the flames. He was begging them to stop. Rodney King. So I I, I saw that and I said, we gotta play that today. Because I, I want to put an exclamation point on what we talked about last week in that regard. All right, let's get to a call or two. Uh, Wayne from Ainan, how are you? Good, Robert. How are you? I hope you had a good weekend, buddy. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. I had a good weekend. We went to the Villa Maria. We saw an old an old uh, band there that uh, played with a lot of 70s and 60s music. It was great. I, I, Food is I, 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 I love Villa Maria. Yeah. 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 Okay, my comment is, did you see the Bernie Sanders and Chris Wallace? Wallace interview? No, I did not. Pray tell. Okay. How about, okay. Okay. Here's Bernie Sanders. Okay. Uh, one, he says there should be no more billionaires. Okay. With a few exceptions. Okay. One, and he bought you at $999,000. Okay. <laughs> million dollars. Your, your money should be confiscated by the government after that. Okay. <laughs> this is exactly what he said. Okay, then and he then said, who, who would fund the Democrat party? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. But then he says, okay, okay, now he says, anybody with $350,000 of any kind of, uh, besides your, your home value, okay, if you have anything that's worth over $350,000, you should have a luxury tax attached to you. In other words, if you have stocks, if you have investments, Okay, we should have a luxury tax over three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, anybody that does that, with exceptions, you know who the exceptions are? Mm. Who are going to be the elite? Yeah, I, yes. it's it's. Look at, Ber- Bernie, Bernie Sanders the, has. This is the crazy thing. Bernie Sanders has all his marbles and still spouts yeah. this nonsense. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but. You could see the writing on the wall is what they're trying to lead to. Yeah. Okay? Is it just one standard class of people and the elites. Because okay? remember, Bernie the Sanders gonna... got his. Bernie Sanders right. got yeah. his money. So yes, now now let's let's prevent others from getting it. Yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you more control over people that way and everything else. So sorry to say, Bob, but that's, that, I couldn't believe that. Well, that was, you know, we're going to do, interview. you know, we're going to do Wayne, we're going to send a history book to Bernie Sanders and we'll, <laughs> we'll let him know how his socialism has worked out across the globe and throughout history. Maybe he'll come around. <laughs> I severely doubt it, yeah. but uh, you know, but that's their game plan. That's, that is their game plan to a T. Yeah. Okay. And if they get another, if they win another election, God help us. I know it. That's all I got to say. I know it. God help us. Hey, Wayne, you know? thank you very much. We got to go to the news, my friend, but take always care, a friend. pleasure take hearing care. you. All right. Okay. Okay. We'll take this break. We're going to hear from Paula Degnan on the news. We're going to come back. And then we've got Megan Martin. She's our the Commonwealth Court candidate that we are supporting. And I'm very excited to speak with her right after the news. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.